What's going on? It's your boy, Che Cole, and you're now tuned in to episode 36 of the Cold Therapy Podcast, entitled Next Level Leadership, Part 1, featuring Jason Sparrow. Let's get into it. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy, Che Cole. And man, I got a special guest today to talk about next level leadership. I got my boy, Jason Sparrow, in the building. Sir Cole, what's good with you? <laughs> man, it's a, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you here with me to talk about next level leadership because I think you're like one of the only people that I know that could... Graduate from college and be put into a director role like from the jump. So it's an honor and privilege, sir. You were I don't I'm not gonna brag about you too much because I want you <laughs> to talk about some of these things yourself. But you know, you you were an RA in college, you were a uh, student body president, like you have a lot of leadership experience. Um, you know, just from that aspect. But go ahead and tell um you know, to people a little bit about yourself. Sure. So it's a pleasure to be here, of course. You know, for me, it's just uh, an honor just to be on your podcast, sir. I'm a, an avid listener, so thank you for having me on here. Uh, but just a little bit about myself. I'm Jason. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I reside here in Fayetteville, North Carolina, near Fort Bragg. And I'm a graduate of Methodist University and Southern New Hampshire University. Uh, you know, I've been privileged to have a lot of experiences in my life, um, you know, that's led me to my career path now. Um, I work in the IT field uh, for the city of Fayetteville within the IT department, um, and I'm the lead person for all security uh, for the entire city of Fayetteville. Uh, so that's just a little bit about me. Um, I'm a, a avid uh, Christian, uh, churchgoer at as we can probably say sometimes, uh, <laughs> but I just, I love the Lord and, uh, you know, that's just the basis. He's also a me. deacon. I'm going to just go ahead and say he's a deacon, man. He, I'm humble. I'm humble. <laughs> he's over here playing, man. He's a deacon, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's, he's, um, tremendous leadership experience. So, you know, when I thought of this episode and, and thinking about 2021, you know, it's, it's one thing to have, you know, just random guests on here. But when you think about leadership, when you think about um, your career, your success speaks for itself, you know. And uh, like I said, man, you were director. Before you even graduated, you were, <laughs> had already started working. And it was right. just like, wow, like who like who does that? Who, <laughs> you know, we over here struggling trying to get entry-level jobs, and this man is over here director already. So it's like, you know, um, yeah, it's it's just a, a privilege to have you on, man, and I appreciate you listening. But we're gonna go ahead and jump into the interview if you don't mind. Absolutely. Um, I don't even want to call it an interview. You know, this conversation. Um, just really, the idea is, you know, how can we take our leadership to the next level, right? You know, we've seen the year that twenty twenty was, but when you think about twenty twenty one, when you think about um, moving forward from what it from what it was. 
you know, how do we take our leadership to the next level? How do we take our careers to the next level? What does that look like? And um, that's really what I want to, you know, talk with you about is taking that next step um, in, in your leadership, in, in your career. So the first question is, what are the essential skills that leaders need to have, in your opinion? So in my opinion, and I, I you know, I've been, uh, I'm a, I like to read, not books necessarily, but I do read articles and listen to podcasts and so forth. I um, mean, you, you know, a lot of people have different things they'll say um, related to, you know, skills you need as a leader. And you can get a long list of adjectives. Um, but the first three things that came to my mind, you know, when you ask that is compassion, passion, and respect. Mm, that's good. Uh, so I think if you have compassion for those that you're leading, you know, you have an understanding, you can empathize and sympathize for them. Now they feel more inclined, I guess, to work with you, not work necessarily for you, but with you. Mm, that's good. Um, and then if you have passion, you know, you have, you're passionate about what you do and, you know, you do stuff like that, that radiates to other people. And they can see how passionate you are about your work and how passionate you are about giving and, and leading. And of course, you know, again, that that's something they want to be a part of. Um, so when you have that passion and it, it just shines a light on, onto others. You know, they want to be a part of that as well. And the last, but certainly not least, is definitely respect. Um, when you respect others, they will respect you. And sometimes it doesn't yeah. always work that way. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure many of you can say, you know, you know, it, it's a lot easier to respect someone when they've given that respect to you. Uh, and, you know, that as a leader, you have to respect others just because you're in some role, you have some certain title um, does not mean you're entitled not mm. to respect someone. Uh, so respect is definitely uh, the last, it's almost like the, the, the basis, the foundation yeah. of, of all of that as far as skills um, you need as a leader. Can you talk about that just a little bit more in terms of um, I know that, you know, since I've known you um, and we've, you know, shared leadership experiences together um, in college and things of that nature. And I know you always talked about not getting caught up on titles mm -hmm. and, and how important that was for you, because me and you both know some people that, you know, if we think back yeah. to, to those days that got caught up in, you know, I'm such and such. Right. And. You know, I think me and you both, we we didn't see it that way. And, you know, we were looking at the position that we held and the people who followed us, uh, in a sense, uh, given those positions, but not getting caught up on the title. Like, I'm no, I'm <laughs> I am your equal as well. Right. Um, so can you talk about the challenges of that in terms of, you know, how do if, if someone is getting caught up in a title or you know, that, that drive or push, you know, cause you want to achieve, you want mm -hmm. to do things, but how do you balance, you know, respecting your position, your, your leadership, the authority that's been granted to you, but also remaining who you are, um, in those positions? Well, first and foremost, I mean, you have to remain humble, uh, the, the, as easy or as quick as you receive that title, um, you can lose it even quicker. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and a title does not make a person. Mm. You know, people can see through uh, CEO, doctor this, <laughs> and director this, or whoever. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you're still a person. Once you leave that workplace or you re leave that organization, you're still, you know, Joe Smo. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, you you know, remember that that title only means so much. You know, that, that right. you're the, you are a person first. 
Um, you know, when people meet you for the first time, they don't know who, what your title is more than often. Um, they're looking at you as a person. And, you know, as we get older, we see more things, we experience more things. You know, we have um, more respect for people, for the people themselves um, than their title. And I know for me, you know, when I got a lot of roles, especially in college, um, different leadership roles, you know, I always always thought, hey, I'm just Jason. You know, that's <laughs> the first thing you know me as is Jason. Right. Um, and that's all I, I want you to see first, you know, strip the title away or, you know, what you see on my name tag. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I'm just Jason. That's the first thing you see. That's the, right. the bold you see is my name. You know, then you see my title. Mm. Um, and that's why I want you, I would hope that you respect me as uh, first or you see me as because, um, you know, we're all human. We all yeah. make mistakes. And, you know, no title is going to make us, uh, give us a superpower, you know, once we get it, um, you know, we're still just human, we're still people. So it's remaining humble um, and, you know, understanding that there is going to be humility, uh, not in the sense of, oh, my gosh, you're going to get laughed at, but just, you know, you're going to you're going to make mistakes um, right. and, and be OK with that. So thinking about that, how does and I don't even want to say just millennials, because um, I feel like that kind of boxes us in a little bit, but you know, how can someone make a transition into a leadership position or role? You know, if they're been at an organization for a while, maybe they weren't in a quote unquote leadership position, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think you can lead from whatever level you're on, but you may have a title that is now associated with leadership now. So how does a person make that transition into those roles? I think you have to show your passion for that position. You know, like I said earlier, I think, you know, when you do certain things, that always radiates on other people. And it's a lot of times what you do when nobody's looking mm. um, that gets you to that next step. Uh, you know, people are always watching, whether they acknowledge it or not. Um, so I think once you're doing those things behind closed doors, you're putting in that extra time or you're, uh, you know, you're putting a little bit more time into that work. You're giving it a little bit more, not just checking a box and getting, it, you know, getting it done. You know, that stuff means a lot to people who are in those roles, who's who's making those decisions to put you in that place that you don't even know. Um, you know, don't wait till somebody says, "Well, I really want to put you in this role uh, or get you into this role," but I need you to do this. Go ahead and do it because now, once you're already accustomed to doing it, it's second nature to you. Um, so when you get to that point, it's like, hey, I've already been doing this anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, have that passion to get there. Um, stay humble, of course. You know, things don't always work uh, when you always want it to. I'm sure you've probably heard that on the podcast a few times. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't mean uh, what is a, a, a delay is not a dilemma or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know. Don't get so caught up in, you know, that you putting yourself in a box on a timeline. Um, and, you know, things will work out when it does. If you just keep your head forward, uh, you know, my mentor tells me, uh, keep your head down, eyes up. Mm. Uh, basically saying, you know, don't don't get too caught up in what you see, uh, but just keep doing what you're supposed to do. Keep your hand to the plow and um, it'll, it'll come. It'll come. Yeah, that's good. And can you... Can you talk about that even a little bit more? Uh, just, you know, being content with where you are, but not complacent, right? You know, being, I'm grateful for where I'm at, right. but, you know, how do I still push forward? How do I still, like, look to excel in my position, in my career, in my leadership, 
um, while at the same time, you know, being grateful for what I do have and the level that I'm at. Like, right. can you kind of talk about that a little bit more? Um, just your thoughts on, on staying content but not complacent. Definitely, man. I, you know, that's something I, I experience actually right now, you know, um, of, you know, well, I could be doing this, I could be doing that, and I could be in this position and, you know, this area or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, you know, I, I had to check myself sometimes. I think God checks me and saying, well, yeah. look where you are at your age. Look, mm. look at what you're doing right now at your age. And, you know, once you uh, realize that, you know, then you're like, well, I should be grateful for who I am. It's not saying that I don't want to get to this next step. I don't want to do more, but I should be grateful for who I am. So I yeah. think sometimes you just have to check yourself, check in with yourself, um, talk to yourself, uh, and have that conversation where you're saying, well, you know, just because I'm here right now doesn't mean I'm always going to be here. Right. Uh, you know, I, I know where I'm going to be. I know what I'm doing right now. You know, I'm a junior analyst or, you know, whatever the case may be, it doesn't mean I'm going to be here forever. Right. I just have to put in that time, that effort to learn, to sharpen my skills, uh, my leadership skills, my, my skill set in my job or wherever it may be so I can get to that next step. Uh, so then when I get there, you, I know I put in that time. I know I was content where I was. I didn't try to jump the gun or skip the process. You know, I took my time and it came as it was. So then right. when you get there, you're not so... Uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be here right now, <laughs> or I don't know. People don't think I'm going to do well. Like, no, I did what I was supposed to do. I was content while I was in that position, and um, I did it get complacent, and now here I am. So uh, those are just a few nuggets, I guess you can say, as far as, you know, to be content where you are because you know uh, what's on the other side. Uh, but that doesn't mean stay complacent. Just be, when you're in your role that you're in now, doesn't mean you're just in that role. Yeah. You're preparing for that next one. Um, so all, also remember that as well. Yeah, that's that's so good. And Deacon Jason is on here drop, dropping gems, man. <laughs> and, and thinking about, you know, your leadership experience and, um, you know, some of the challenges you might have faced, how do you – because – Again, you know, you were put in positions um, early on in your career in uh, both undergrad and uh, postgraduate uh, life. So how do how do younger leaders or, or newer leaders um, overcome challenges in leading those who may have more experience than them, maybe um, been in an organization longer than them? but now they're in a leadership position. How do they overcome the different challenges um, associated with that? So I think it goes back to that first uh, essential skill, which was compassion. Mm. Uh, and when you have compassion for others, you um, allow yourself to have a better understanding of your people, of the people you may be leading or you're working with. Um, so I think once you do that, you know, then you can you don't necessarily take because you're leading them as you no longer can listen to them. You know, just because somebody you're over, you're supervising, you're managing someone else um, does not necessarily mean you can no longer listen to what they're saying. And I think when people feel like they're still being listened to and that you may come to them at, for advice, even though you're supervising them or whatever the case may be, it makes things work a little bit more uh, cohesively. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, when people feel that way, now they're not as intimidated. I think, you know, one thing I've learned from being in leadership roles at a young age, um, leading people, you know, who are older than me, who have more experience, 
once they realized I wasn't coming here trying to be the big shot, you know, the, the, <laughs> the recent grad who just stepped into this role um, that I was, you know, I was coming in there humbly, you know, yeah. I, I don't know everything. I'm not going to pretend like I do. Um, here are the things I do know. And I know from my conversation or what I've known about you that, you know, you're good at this or you've had experience here. Could you share some of that with me? Could you help me with this? You know, in humbling yourself as a leader to do that. You know, I think, you know, that helps us young leaders to do, you know, what we need to do to be successful is when we humble ourselves and say, hey, I'm not sure. Uh, but, you know, do you mind helping me with this? Do you mind sharing like your experience or how um, this works best? You've been here for a while. You know, what do you think about this? Here's what I'm thinking. But, you know, I know you've done this. Uh, so what do you think? And I think that helps us as young leaders to work well with those who are older than us, because now they're not thinking, this guy or girl is trying to come in and take over, you know, what does he or she know or, you know, whatever case may be, right. um, they know like you're humble. And, uh, you know, that is something that I know has worked very well for me. Um, again, I don't get caught up in titles. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't, I'm, I'm still Jason. Uh, maybe that's going to be the quote for the day. I'm just Jason. Uh, but you know, that's what I think works well for someone who's leading, uh, you know, someone who may have more experience or older uh, than them. Yeah, and I think a piece of that is, you know, growing comfortable in the skills that you have and your capabilities. So right. how can how can people grow comfortable with, no, I'm, I'm skilled enough. I, I have enough skills. Um, you know, I'm well able and well equipped to be in this position. Mm -hmm. how, do, how do people grow comfortable in that? You have to believe in yourself first. Right. I mean, if you're waiting for someone to say you are really good at this, then, you know, you're going to constantly be in doubt um, and, and not sure of yourself. So you have to see it within yourself first. Um, you know, you have you, you have to understand, you know, God put you in this position for a reason. Mm. Um, you weren't just put here just to fail. Um, you were put there for a reason. So, you, you know, you did what you had to do. You applied. You got into that school. You got that job or got that promotion you were put there for a reason and once you understand that you realize that then uh, you know then you have a you can kind of get into your mind well I'm here you know I'm here for a reason God didn't put me here to fail right um, and I know what skills I have and let's push it let's do it you know I'm not the best I'm not you know uh, the, the expert but <laughs> you know I have I have something <laughs> right. you know I'm not just you know some someone that just came off the street, you know, so <laughs> I'm here for a reason. And I think you, you have to check yourself again. You, you're checking in. Um, you're checking in with yourself first to realize that. And I think, you know, it's just a mindset. It's a mindset thing. You really, I don't know if there's a, a, a secret sauce or recipe to doing <laughs> that. I just think you have to see that within yourself. Um, and you have to check yourself in that as well. Yeah. Uh, first. Yeah, that's good. And, um, Definitely doing a self-assessment, um, checking yourself mm -hmm. <laughs> is very uh, vital, you know, and I think I found in times in, in my career or just leadership positions in general where it's like, you know, you're questioning yourself mm -hmm. or doubting yourself, but, you it's know, <laughs> your peers are, are like, no, you're, you're doing a great job. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the, the problem with that turns into... Am I, whenever I don't get that feedback, whenever, right. you know, you can kind of start relying on that um, at times. And I think 
that can get us in trouble, mm-hmm. you know, just needing that feedback all the time versus being comfortable with, no, I'm, I'm capable. Mm-hmm. I'm, I may make some mistakes along the way, but, um, it's going to be all right. Getting that feedback on those things, you know, how do, how do leaders get feedback and, and why is it important that leaders get feedback on, you know, how they're doing in terms of leading, in terms of, you know, mistakes that they made, um, or, or just in general, how do leaders go about getting that feedback? It's very important. You know, I, I would say myself, I, I am very big on feedback and I say constructive feedback. I won't say good or bad. I'll say constructive <laughs> feedback because, you know, God has given us two eyes and two ears. Um, so we can only see through those, you know, four pieces of our body. Um, but, you know, when we have that feedback from other eyes, other ears who are seeing what we're doing, they're hearing what we're saying, you know, that can, you know, help us grow because now we're seeing all this from a different perspective. Um, you know, and that can help you grow. If you take that in and you learn from it, um, you digest that in you, uh, you know, now you can shape yourself or grow or mold um, into, you know, wherever you want to be. You know, if that's something that you feel like resonates or, you know, you see some light in that, some truth in that, then now you can grow from those different perspectives. Um, and, you know, be honest, you know, with that person. You know, a lot of times, I, I from my experience, uh, you know, when you ask for feedback, people just think that you just want to hear the good stuff. And I say, right. well, I don't want to hear just the good <laughs> stuff. Like, I, I, I appreciate it that you're saying these kind things, but let me know, like, not the bad. I say, what can I work on? How can yeah. I get better? Not just, you know, tell me the bad things. Don't tell me the bad things. Tell me how I can do better. You know, what, what, are, what are maybe some of my weak points or something I can grow in? Areas of improvement. Right. So that is what I ask instead of saying, well, you know, what is, what's the bad? Give me the bad. <laughs> no, I don't want to know just the bad. Get, tell me, like, how can I uh, do a little better and, and improve myself, uh, you know, in this, in this uh, skill or this profession or whatever the case may be. You know, don't be afraid to ask for that feedback. That's good. Um, my next question, and this question is really a loaded question. And it's so it's a simple question, but it's a loaded question. And it's simply, what does success as a leader look like? Uh, I can only get the Jason perspective. <laughs> I will say this is a, a success. What it looks like for everybody who's in a leadership position, um, you know, leadership looks different to everyone. So I, I'll, I'll put that disclaimer out there first. Um, you know, but for me, success as a leader. Uh, it's someone who, it, it, I don't want to say someone, it's something, uh, you know, where your, I want to say followers, those who you lead are willfully uh, working with you. You know, you don't have to beg and pry uh, for them to work with you, to work for you, or, you know, anything of that nature, I guess you could say. Right. They are willfully doing these things. Uh, and I think that speaks volume to how successful you are as a leader yeah um and you know you have someone as a someone who is a leader who again has those um essential skills and they're they're provoking that into their followers and they're not just saying i'm in leadership and that's it they're also trying to bring someone else up Mm. after them and i think that is a big part of um, success in leadership. You know, people who are willfully uh, working with you, um, and then that that leader is not just 
in that leadership role, trying to do it all themselves, but they're also uh, instilling in those uh, that are following them to, you know, improve to get to that role as well. So I think that's it's a it's a simple answer. You know, that could be uh, there could be a, definitely a lot more to that, uh, but something just real quick, just to think of. You know, that's that's kind of the the simplest answer, I guess you can say, for that. Yeah, because I. The reason I ask that question is because I think sometimes we look at the success of other leaders and we think that our success has to look like their success. Right. And, you know, it's always that comparison factor. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> that <cost> we of <laughs> comparison. <laughs> it's, it's just like, you know, being comfortable, again, being comfortable with who you are, mm-hmm. being comfortable with, you know, my leadership style may not be your leadership style. Right. And so the, the results or the fruit of, my leadership versus your leadership may look a little bit different, but as long as my organization, as long as, you know, the people under my leadership, um, are growing, Mm -hmm. um, are receptive to my leadership, then, you know, am I doing my organization or my quote unquote followers, you know, am I doing them justice? Am I serving them? Uh, I think it's no secret that my, uh, leadership style is servant leadership so that's how mm-hmm. I you know go about leadership but for somebody else whose leadership style isn't even related to that it may look a, a whole lot different right. <laughs> so you know just being comfortable with you know your leadership style and being able to adjust talk about that actually talk about being able to adjust uh, you know whether it be your leadership style or your perspective on things because you know we have these characteristics we have our traits but sometimes it may not be best suited for mm-hmm. the position that you're in. Can you talk about making adjustments in, in your leadership? Sure. You know, I think that's one of the, the best things that happened to me while I was in college was, you know, being in leadership roles for different organizations, not just different, but very different as far as the type of organization yeah. they were. Um, you know, as a leader, you know, you're not necessarily leading people. You're leading personalities. Um, you're you're managing personalities, you know, believe it or not, or you know, whether you agree or not, you're managing personalities. And, you know, they're they're when you get in those roles, you know, you're gonna be challenged, but you have to be willing to accept that challenge and and take that challenge head on. You know, and I would say for me, uh you you have I, I, I would say what worked well for me was checking myself. Yeah. Um, you know, and saying, Okay, I'm in this role you know, these people, they're lead, they're depending on me. They're looking for my leadership. You know, I can't just be caught up in what Jason wants to do or mm. how Jason feels it should go. If, you know, this is not working for them, maybe I need to, I need to check myself and look at doing something different, look at a different strategy. Because obviously this, the way I'm doing it now, um, may not work best for this group. It doesn't mean it doesn't work well as a whole, but for this group, it just doesn't. And I think good leaders, they understand that, you know, they see where they need to adjust and not get caught up in, well, I've always done it this way. Well, this worked for this group, you know, and they say, well, hey, maybe I need to try something different because yeah. what, the way I'm doing it, doing it now uh, may not be the best. And I know for me, I have a, from what I've told, uh, I've been told uh, I have a very uh, strong demeanor, <laughs> I guess you could say. <laughs> Uh, you know, and I, I know one thing I went when I was going to my senior year, um, one of my mentors, she told me, you know, I just want you, I want you to work on being more approachable. Mm. 
And I said, wow. You know, I, I, I always try to, you know, smile and do that, <laughs> you know, do those things to be more approachable. But I was like, okay, you know, that's different. And, you know, that, that whole senior year, I challenged myself to do that, to say hello, to smile, you know, to go out my way to do things differently than I had done before because I knew in my role as student body president, you know, I had to be that. You know, I yeah. was the voice for all the students on campus. Well, excuse me, all of the students. Um, so, you know, I had to be, I had to do that, you know, and I had to challenge myself whether, you know, I felt like it was something I didn't want to do or, well, I think, oh, I'm already doing this. No, like I had to, I had some, she said that for a reason. Right. Um, so I, I need to like res, let that resonate and um, do something differently um, and be more mindful um, you know, when I was, you know, in those settings or, or so forth, to to do that. All right, man. Dropping gems all episode. Mm-hmm. Jason Sparrow is in the building, ladies and gentlemen, giving us these gems on leadership. And my final question in terms of leadership is how can people take, you know, thinking of everything we went through in 2020, <laughs> everything, even in previous years, you know, how can people take their leadership to the next level? Simply challenge yourself. Uh, you know, if you are not trying to challenge yourself to do something differently um, every day, every month, every quarter, you know, wherever your timeline looks like, uh, you know, like Chase said, don't be complacent. You can be content where you are, but don't get complacent and get stagnant. Uh, so challenge yourself to do something different. You know, I know for me, you know, I, I love working in diverse workplaces um, because I get to work with a lot of different people, not just different races or, you know, cultures, um, but there's people from different back- backgrounds as a whole. And for me, it was I knew, you know, with being in those settings, now I can challenge myself to talk to someone that I may have never talked to, um, to have that conversation with someone I never would have probably thought of having that conversation with. You know, I get in the meeting a few minutes early. Hey, like, how's it going? Like, I heard you, I heard you had the Detroit Lions. Like, you know, how's your season going? Or whatever the case may be, having those just general conversations because you never know uh, what that may lead to. So, it, as a, in the simplest terms, just challenge yourself to do something different. Um, I think that will allow you to take your leadership skills to the next level. Um, it's not going to be comfortable all the time. You know, it's not going to be easy, uh, but it will certainly allow you to take yourself to another level um, and to elevate within, you know, whether it's your communication, um, your presentation, uh, maybe your etiquette, you know, whatever the case may be, um, it will allow you and help you take yourself to that next level within your leadership skills. Man, that's going to do it for Next Level Leadership Part 1 featuring Jason Sparrow. But don't worry, we're going to continue this amazing conversation in the next episode. So stay tuned for part two. But in the meantime, if you want to network or connect with Jason, information on how you can do so is in the episode show notes. But as always, make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Cold Therapy. Visit the blog at www.coldtherapy.com. Like and subscribe to the podcast on your podcasting platform of choice. Leave us a comment. Leave us a review. Let us know that you're out there listening. And we truly appreciate it. But as always, I'm your host, Che Cole. And until next time, peace.